Welcome back to the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show here on Jock 98.7 ESPN Radio. And as always, at the Scoreboard Guy Podcast Network at Route 66 Podcast by Scoreboard Guy. And as always, brought to you by SNH Farm Supply, taking care of the people who feed us since 1969. And as always, the Missouri State Highway Patrol reminds us to take that three seconds and buckle up. Be safe, be smart, and be here tomorrow. I'm going to continue these walks down memory lane and we have former head coach of the Lockwood Tigers Dennis Cornish coach Cornish hey thanks so much for joining us oh thanks for having me guy coach going back to uh, hard to believe 27 years ago started <laughs> it's been uh, a long time started yeah. a uh, started a little run four consecutive final fours from 1993 through 1996 uh, what what about those those years do you most remember well, it was just a, uh, an incredible run for those four years. And it really kind of began in 1992. Uh, we finished the year 22-5, and five, and uh, we had three starters coming back for the beginning of the 93 season. And, uh, you know, starters coming back was freshman Chris Shorter, who started in 92, and Brad Shorter's a sophomore, and J.J. Uh, Huckin was a 6'6'' senior. So going into that 93 season with three starters and a, and a good bench coming back uh, was really the beginning. And we finished, what, 29-1 and one that year. Uh, finished third place, lost the semifinal game uh, against Green City. Uh, lost by two points. Probably the thing that we'll always remember is we uh, – are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, I heard – is that we uh, went five for 21 from the free throw line in that game. So, and ended up losing by two and finishing the third place game, won it, beat Tarkio for third place to finish 29 and one that year. So then we, we would have three starters coming back for the 94 season, which is the year, finished 30 and one, won the state championship game. Uh, lost to uh, Paxson, Nebraska in the holiday tournament. We went over there over the Christmas break and uh, lost that first-round game there. Went through the season, of, you know, you know, back in back in those final four runs, there was only four classes. Uh, we would play a, the district championship game on a Saturday night, then play a regional game on a Monday night, sectional game on Wednesday night, quarterfinals on Saturday. So we had, you know, that was a long week there, not much preparation time. Uh, but we go into that 94 season with those kids all back, and uh, you know, we had a tough sectional game against Greenwood. We had played them two weeks earlier in, at Greenwood and came away with a victory, about a six, seven-point game there. And Chris had fouled out. But in that sectional game, rematch uh chris ended up with 42 points that night and that kind of propelled us on through so then we get to play scott county central for the state championship uh you know with scott county central with their tradition they had won 12 state championships going into that have never lost in a final four game at that time and uh things didn't look good for us at the end of the first quarter we were down 12 points but managed to steer the ship in the right direction and was only down four at halftime. And finally took our first lead of the game 
kind of at the end of the third quarter uh, on a steal and a, by Wade Lillingkamp and a pass to Muncie at the buzzer for to take a two-point lead. So we kind of went back and forth during that fourth quarter, and then sophomore Jason Coos ended up making three of four free throws. Late, I believe it was like 25, 30 seconds he was shooting those free throws. So ended up winning that game and for the state championship. And then in, let's see, 95, you know, finished the season 30-2, and two, but we finished in second place, uh, lost to Barstow in the finals, the championship game. Uh, but probably the, the regional game at that time, at the end of the regular season, Appleton City's who we played in the regional game. They were ranked number one, and we were ranked number two going in. And uh, We played at Lamar High School. And it was a packed crowd. There was over 2,000 people there in, in that gym. So that was, you know, a lot of people. It was packed. Even The referees even asked me if we wanted to even start the game because there wasn't much room because they were standing five to six deep on the baseline. But they moved them back, and we was able to finally get out of the locker room to be able to play that game. But, you know, that state championship game, Barstool just came out, and they just was lighting up the scoreboard, hitting three after three, and, kind of got us out of our game, but managed to come back a little bit in the second half, but not enough. So finished 32 in second place. Did I skip here? No, 96. No, 96 uh, finished second again. Yeah, we did. We finished second again, and 96 was probably the team that nobody thought would be able to reach, let alone finish second place, even get to the final four, finished 26 and six. Uh, that was a team that probably didn't have as many stars as you would we had had in the two previous years with size, and but we had a bunch of kids that just played fundamentally sound and, and believed in what we were doing. And of course, they had practice against those other kids throughout the years going up. So they they was just an exceptional team that uh, you know led by Jason Coos. He was a senior. He's a, you know, he hit the free throws in the state championship game, and and they just kind of all rallied behind him, and and it was just a phenomenal team. It was it was a great team to coach. Those are the kids that went beyond expectations. Well, you mentioned uh, uh, Jason Coos, and uh, maybe one of the few players that got to go to four consecutive Final Fours. Yeah, he 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 was on the bench his freshman year. We took him there, and then he played a lot as a sophomore. Came off the bench, and and. Uh, and was a starter his junior and senior year, so he he was a uh, a kid that you know six foot, but could jump out of the gym, could shoot outside, could take you inside, and uh, he was just a phenomenal athlete. As a matter of fact, in the semifinals, we were we were tied late. It was under oh, I don't know ten seconds to go, and he drove to the got to the free throw line, drove to the free throw line, and and went up, and I thought he was going to pass it someone inside but then he just switched hands in midair and just went ahead and shot the 15 footer and made it so I'm glad he decided to shoot it there at that time <laughs> as you look back on those and, and you mentioned the Lamar uh, quarterfinal game uh, what, what are some some moments that really stand out to you and maybe have stood out to your players and, and and you know still probably you'll have a lot to do with some of those guys you're still being in Lockwood and you get an opportunity to run into Brad or Chris or or Jason and kind of reminisce about some of those some of those highlight moments. Yeah, it, that's that's the good part. It's uh, you know we 
we did get together on our 25th anniversary of the state championship team and all the players were able to make it except for one and and uh but you know it was good to see everybody you know it was like you know reminiscing about the time that we went through and uh, it was just a great great experience all the way through and we still you know talk about all the time I, i'm always visiting with david muncie play some golf with him quite a bit and uh you know it's just i don't know this is hard to explain it's just that bond that we all have that we still remember and uh you know brad being a coach now and having a great seasons as he's had at carl junction and uh it's just kind of you know passed it on down i want to you know talk about chris shorter him and adam Camps as seniors and brad taylor they were seniors together they never lost a home game in their four-year career so we went like 44 and 0 at home during those four years because we have our own lockwood tournament so there's three extra games so 11 11 games a year at home so it's, it's little things like that that you know talk about chris who started as a as a freshman i think he in his career we won 111 games and only lost nine in his four years as a starter well as you look back you know obviously there's a you know, 1993 was not your first year as a head coach. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, where did you come from, and how did you arrive at Lockwood, and who's who's maybe some of the mentors that you've had in your past? Well, I graduated from Golden City High School, and uh, I came to Lockwood in 1982. Uh, I was actually hired as the boys as the uh, boys football coach. I was the head football coach, and was also the head girls basketball coach and, and boys track but I was also had the opportunity to be the assistant boys basketball coach under Herschel Sears at that time he was a superintendent but he, he had coached for several years before he became superintendent so I got to learn a lot about the game of basketball from him uh, matter of fact is after six years at Lockwood I told him I was going to you know I look for another job to get more, maybe be an assistant at a bigger school for football. And he said, why don't you just stay here and take over the boys basketball? So I took over the boys basketball in 1989. It was my first year. And in that first year I, I'd had those kids that were JV when I was coaching them. And, uh, David Sparkman was a senior and Ricky Sangster and Brett Morgan. And, uh, Danny Bennett was a junior and Paul Sparkman was a junior, David's brother. We finished 27 and one that year. So it was, for me, it was a good move from going from football coach to head basketball coach. But that's where my career started. You know, my entire career was spent at Lockwood. Who were some of the, the biggest rivalries that you had back in, in those late eighties and, and through the mid nineties, uh, whether it be, you know, coaches or players, that really stands out to you as someone that uh, either as a player or coach that, that really motivated you and, and not because of any dislike, but just because you knew you were going to get a, a quality game and have to play, play your best game and coach your best game. Well, you know, you always have your, your, your rivalry games, you know, your rivalry was with Greenfield and, and, and Golden City. And, and, you know, and, and that during that time as, you know, we played Lamar, which was a class two school because in that, in that run, you know, there's only four classes, so you had, uh, with Lamar being a larger class, we played them in the regular season, and they were in our tournament. That became a little bit of a rivalry there. Uh, also, you had to say, you know, uh, Springfield Greenwood with Coach Fisher. 
that was always you knew that was always well coached team and it was always going to be a great game and a great matchup and uh, those were the kind of games that you look forward to that you kind of use a measuring stick to see you know where you stood and what you needed to prepare for and, uh, on down the road too so but, you know there's a lot of when you when you win a lot of those games you're always being hunted and everybody always would come out and play their best game against you because they wanted to, to knock you off so those were things that we understood that the kids really adjusted to and understood that they needed to come out each time and and play well so it just kind of all built up throughout that four years do you ever have an opportunity to get you know get coach fisher out of the 40s well see that was always the challenge (laughs) you know he was going to keep it low i think one year we couldn't play because of the snow we couldn't find a matchup you know where we could meet again but yeah those are the those were the games where you knew you really had to play well that'd be fundamentally sound and and each time that you had the basketball you better you know make sure you could score with it because you wasn't going to see it too often <laughs> yeah that's uh those were uh, those were great times obviously and as you yeah. look at maybe just the changes over your time as a head coach obviously when you started the three-point line had been in for probably two or three years but how else is right. How else has the game changed, you know, since you first started? Well, you know, I, the game, when you look at it now, is, is, is people say it's faster. That the game, uh, I don't know. it. You see a lot of teams playing zone nowadays, and, and you still see a lot of teams playing man. Everything, it doesn't really change that much. I would say that the kids today are – probably a little bit more skilled a little more fundamentally sound and uh uh everybody has that that three-point line has made everybody want to stand out there and shoot i i don't see the dominant post play like we did in the early days in the late 80s early 90s where you you had that inside game uh it's become more of a spread the floor you might have one post player on a team that you know you can get it inside too but i think between that and kids today seem to be a little bit more athletic you know just from all the training and, and the skills that they have developed over time who stands out uh, aside from your team who stands out as maybe one of the best players you can remember coaching against uh, in, in this area oh gosh there you know it's hmm, you're asking a real tough question try to remember all those players uh, I'd have to say you know there was there was a kid named Jeff Tucker from Lamar. Was an outstanding guard. Uh, oh, the, the kid's name from uh, Wheatland in in '96. A real outstanding shooter. Cannot remember his name, but he he was really good. And you know, it seemed like every every school would have one or two players. Um, when we played against. Richland Essex in uh, 96. They had an outstanding guard of Sean Cole. Uh, there's just the Rockamore from Scott County Central. We, we thought he looked like uh, Michael Jordan. I mean, he had the body of Michael Jordan and, and the, you know, the haircut and everything. He just, we called him Baby Jordan. He, he was an outstanding player. There was just so many. You know, we, we placed really good competition throughout out those four years. 
and you've had you know number of opportunities to kind of mentor coaches. Your son Landon's a head coach at mm-hmm. at Parkview High School. What what would be advice to young coaches? What would be your advice to uh, guys or, or even young ladies that are just now coming out uh, and entering the coaching world? What would be one or two things that, that you would present to them as, as just words of wisdom? I, I think that you, one, you have to be yourself. Uh, you, you can't copy other coaches. You, you you have to have your your own system and what you believe in, and then and the, making that system be adjustable enough for the for the players that you have, because what you do one year may not be able to do the next year because the players just don't fit that system. But you can adjust your system and try to keep it as consistent as possible. Uh, but you know, be yourself. Uh, believe in what you're doing, and 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 have your players believe in what you're doing and get them to play together as, as a team. Uh, I think that's where our su- success was that, you know, one night a team may try to stop a Chris Shorter or or a Brad Shorter on the outside, but then the next night a David Muncy or another player would, would pick up that slack because everybody was concentrated on them. And getting your team to be able to play together as a team and play within themselves, uh, I think that's – that's one of the big keys and always uh willing to share and i can remember our first meeting was in 1999 when you came up to humansville missouri coach steve butterfield <laughs> was there and yeah and, uh ran through the and from that point on uh we called it lockwood and that was a screen down screen across and came came down and showed it to uh to our young athletes and then you know a couple mm-hmm. of days later here comes darren taylor up to show Correct. us the jump and run and and uh, my first two uh, meetings with both of you. So, obviously, you had a, a lot of a, effect on, on coaches in the area. Well, you know, one of the things, you know, believing in your system and teaching your kids how to do it is like when you was talking about coming up there, Humansville, and what we did. One of, Probably one of the biggest compliments I got from a, a coach was that he was scouting us, and one of the parents was talking to him. He said, wouldn't you want to play Lockwood because you know what they're going to do? And he said, you know what they're going to do, but can you stop them? And and that's just from the kids believing in what you're doing and executing. And, and you know, you know, we drilled and drilled and drilled, and that's what made us successful. Yeah, it's uh, very similar with, with Web City football. Everybody knows what they're going to do. You just <laughs> exactly. can't stop them. You just, yeah, you got to find a way to stop them. Exactly. And visiting with Dennis Cornish, uh, former head basketball coach of Lockwood Tigers and, and coach, you know what? Uh, how are you spending your time now? I know a lot of us are spending it, you know, pretty much quarantined at home. But uh, outside of this, uh, the, the quarantine and, and the seriousness of this uh, going on now in our country, what? How do you normally spend your time? Well, I I still work at the high school at Lockwood here for three hours a day. I go in and do an alternative school, so I'm still connected and get to see the kids and and the, and the coaches up there. Uh, visit with our coach quite a bit here young coach named Ethan Baker he's, he did an outstanding job for us this year and uh, so he still pulls me into the loop and then once in a while you know I'll have other coaches I'll visit with I spend a lot of you know days at home playing golf or whatever and, and then during the basketball season go watch Landon's games as much as I can and, and watch other games around the area so still kind of you know try and stay in touch a little bit you bet well Coach, I certainly appreciate you being generous with your time here and uh, 
hopefully everyone uh, can get through this and it, and it ends, ends sooner rather than later. But uh, oh, again, yes, thank definitely. you. All right. Thanks for having me. You bet. Appreciate you. You bet. Dennis Cornish, uh, former head coach of the Lockwood Tigers, taking a little walk down memory lane from 1993 through 1996 and even since then and before then. But we'll be back here on the SH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show on Jock 98.7.